You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to apparently summer is coming, and we're going to have a bit of a heat wave. So um, I'm getting excited about it, and so are my daughters. Just in time for the schools to break up, hopefully, especially as we're not going on holiday anymore. It'd be nice to have a staycation in the sun. So uh, fingers crossed that that comes very soon. I really like our little weekly weather report. Um, when, <laughs> when is the heat wave coming, Joe? Well, apparently, I've been told it's like uh, for the next three weeks. Is that right? End of yeah, end of July. End of July, end of July for three weeks, we've got a heat wave. I must just say, Joe, I've been picked up on this. Someone's already said to me, we need to stop calling it a heat wave and we need to just keep calling it the summer. We keep keep mistaking this thing of consecutive days of sun with a heat wave, but actually that's just the summer, isn't it? So true, so true, because I keep saying things like, well, in the summer, and then I'm like, it's the middle of July. When is that coming? Oh, well, I'm getting to... I'm off to Camp Festival at the end of July, so I am very hopeful for a sunny week- a weekend of camping. That sounds amazing. Well, for anyone who recognises the voice of our guest today, we are really excited to be joined by Faye Dicker. Faye is the, the voice you might recognise from the intro of our podcast. Faye is a voiceover artist and she's also the uh, she also runs Freelance Mum, which is a national networking group for mothers. And um, we're, we're going to talk to Faye today about the importance of building a network. Faye, it's so nice to talk to you. I can't believe it's the first time we've got you on the podcast. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. It's super duper exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. And it's very funny to be doing this, especially when I already do your intros and so on. So it's lovely. Thank you very much. I I listen to your podcast every week and really enjoy them. So thanks for having me as a guest as well. Ah, it's so nice to finally meet you properly. So Faye, I don't know anything about Freelance Mum. So will you give us an intro, explain to us what it's all about? With absolute pleasure, Joe. because anyone who knows me knows that freelance mum is always, you're only ever two steps away in conversation about freelance mum when it comes to talking to me. So basically, freelance mum was born of my own need of being a freelance voiceover artist, juggling voiceover work around motherhood. So I'd always been a freelancer. I was quite used to that juggling act. And then, of course, you have children and you're like, oh, gosh, this is a whole new game I have to play. And I realised that there just wasn't a support network out there for fellow freelance mums like me. And I thought, well, if it doesn't exist, then I'm going to have to invent it. And I invented child-friendly networking for mums and dads in business. It's just that mum is my default word. So do bear with me if you constantly hear me say that. Um, And I just, I launched them seven years ago, the measure of which is my own youngest daughter, Suki, who is now she's seven so she was just I think she's about nine weeks old when I had the first one I'll never forget I was like breastfeeding a baby while trying to shake hands of people and introduce them it was simply bonkers but I just felt that there wasn't a place for you to be able to turn up talk business and bring your children you could go to a toddler group and you could talk about nappies um or you know you could go to a networking group if indeed you had the child you know that child-free time but When you have children, child-free time is so rare and so premium that I just needed to create a network where we could could come along, 
bring our children. Nobody minded if a toddler had a tantrum. Nobody minded if you had to breastfeed a baby. You could talk shop legitimately and not in a way that made you feel like you were neglecting your children at the same time. Everyone was included. And that's um, pivoted, I believe is the word, uh, quite a lot to where we are today. Um, now we still meet and we have networks and networks only. And that was a post-COVID thing where I realised that actually the days gone by of us meeting in a room um, and we always had the networks as part of the meetings. But I thought, actually, we can pair it right back. We don't need the rest of the structure of the meeting. Let's keep the network part. Fresh air, focus questions, much easier talk when your kids are outside anyway. We network whatever the weather. And now that I've I've scaled it back to a net walk. It also, what it allows is for other hubs to pop up around the country. So consequently, I can now support more freelance mums across the country. We've got awesome communities, both online and offline. We've got an amazing community in the mothership where you can come and talk and carry on those conversations, come to a weekly coffee morning, or you can go and, you know, go to a net walk in a hub in your region. So it is, as you can tell, something I'm very passionate about. I love it. Oh my goodness, Faye. Freelance mum has been like an absolute lifesaver for me at various times in my business. I think actually when I was starting my bookkeeping practice and I, I planned to do that while I was pregnant with my daughter and I was sort of looking around, you know, how can I, I need to do networking. I felt like I was employed at the time and I was like, right, I feel like the way to grow a business is I have to go networking and I'll need business cards to do that. That was kind of my general thoughts about what networking was. And I remember looking on Eventbrite and I found freelance mum and I was like, oh, my gosh, there are all these women with babies and they're like talking about business stuff. That is where I need to be. And I turned up at my first one where my daughter was only a couple of months old and I didn't really have a business or anything. Um, and I was I remember Faye being at the door and I was just like, oh, there's this woman and she's a woman I've seen on the Internet. And uh, and I want to be in her club. And um, but the, the group has just. Um, like you said, you know, being able to go to somewhere and not talk about nappies when your whole life is about nappies um, is actually really helpful. And I know that there are a lot of mothers in our community, in our in our Facebook group who are really looking for a way to connect with people, you know, because people need bookkeepers, whether they're mothers or not and have young children. Like there are business owners who are in all stages of of life and there were also business owners at these kind of events and it was you know it was the start of growing my business so you've been there for me at some tough times and uh, I really appreciate it. Oh um, well, it's been a pleasure to have you there Zoe you know and you're like a shining light in the mothership and I, I hasten to add you know freelance mum and networks that's just one way in which you can network and as much as anything these days it's about finding the right network for you. And I think that the days are gone now of going into a stuffy room and passing business cards and not just in a COVID way, but that feels now like so outdated. I'm sure we've all been to networking events where you have to do your elevator pitch. You're sitting there at a lunch that's really expensive. You don't necessarily want to eat all the food. You've been there for an hour and a half. You're sitting next to someone you don't necessarily want to talk to. And you're just thinking, oh crap, you just instinctively know it's not the one for you. And actually, there are so many different ways in which you can network. And it's just about finding the right space for you to grow you and your business. I, I think everything is about leverage these days, isn't it? And uh, the fact that we don't have to spend that time eating that lunch on a table of people we don't want to talk to anymore is just amazing. And um and I've been there and I I wish I'd found something like you, you know, I've got my eldest is 18. 
I've got three children. I have completely run my business around my family. And I've had to kind of create um, either staff members that kind of fulfill that fact that they're not judging me. Because that's a that's a feeling that a lot of us mums get. You know, I am known as like the business mum at school. And, I, and, you know, I've always got my phone out, always multitasking. And I'm sure people really judge me. I felt judged, definitely. So I've built a client base now that I... I always say every, all of my clients are on my Facebook and they all know I have children. Mm. And if someone's sick, I, or if a ch- I'm not going to have that mum guilt anymore. Mm. And I think that's something that one of my friends said to me, as soon as you give birth, you gain guilt. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, as soon as it, it just happens. And I was like, okay. And, and it's right. And I felt, I mean, how can be providing for your family, make you feel guilty. I was saying, actually, it's quite funny because last night with my youngest, it was her prom. She's 10, but she had a prom. There was people turning up in Bentleys, limousines, the outfits, the, I mean, I can't even imagine. And there was a part of me that felt like, have I given this much thought, the hour and a half quick shop in the shopping centre at River Island? Did I invest in this as much as everybody else? But my daughter absolutely loved it and do you know what I did they all left the mums and dads and I thought actually I can stay this evening and watch them and I got to watch them dance and play and have fun and uh, and that's for me it's always been it always been a juggling act between the mum guilt and everything and this is one of the things that we're very lots of lots of bookkeepers do happen to be parents because it seems to be uh something that you find no one leaves no one's at 16 going I'm going to be a bookkeeper. Now we want to change that. Don't get me wrong, but there, it doesn't happen at the moment. Um, and so it's not a career choice right off the bat usually. And for me, you know, I was, I was in accountancy and then at 21 had my first child. So um, I then became a bookkeeper and we want, so we really, it's really important that we help and discuss this kind of guilt that people have around running a business and being a family um, really want to focus on your family as well. But I love the idea of a net walk. And I'm sure someone in our membership the other day, Zoe, was saying, weren't they? They were saying, I really want to find something. So, And we said, well, if you can't find it, you need to set it up yourself. But maybe they need to speak to you, Faye, and you can help initiate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Now that Freelance Mum has been going for seven years, the infrastructure is there. And sometimes I think, oh, gosh, should I have grown it more quickly? For a long time, people are like, God, you're really onto something here, Faye. And I just couldn't work out. It wasn't a scalable model at that point in time. It was a labour of love, but it wasn't making enough money. And I couldn't find anyone else as silly as me to do it. So I was like, well, but now you're like, well, it's a net walk now. It's quite simple to scale up and the infrastructure's in place and there's a support. So yeah, if there is anyone in your group who would like to host a hub, please do let me know. And I think what you're saying, Joe, is really valid as well. It's about empowering and it's about a lifestyle. And we it's really hard because that guilt thing is very real. Um, and I think that there's too often, isn't there? We feel like, oh, I'm doing this in front of my children. And now I, I say, I'm sorry, girls, I'm just replying to some emails and I will be with you. They get far more of me than a lot of children do. And yeah, some of that time is like this, but they they know now mummy's working and I will be with you. 
Um, and it is a lifestyle ultimately, isn't it? And we're role models. We're empowering role models. And one of the amazing things that I find about freelance mums, the generations of children. So while it was set up to support mums in business, there are generations of children who have grown up with freelance mum. And they think that freelance mum is going to work. Um, and that's a really lovely thing. It's a really lovely thing. Oh, I love it. Um, and I think it's really important that we show our children what like hard work. I don't want to call it hard work because, uh, you know, there's, it isn't necessarily always about hard work. But it's important that we're setting an example for our children that they are able to take control of their lives and be entrepreneurs if that's what's right for them. So I think there's so much inspiration in Freelance Mum and just amongst the women who are, and fathers who are doing this around their families. Mm -hmm. um, Faye, can I ask you, why so I felt like when I came to the, my first freelance mum I was like I need to find clients and the way to find clients is to go to a networking event but it's more than that building your networks more than that I just wonder what your thoughts are on why it's important for us as bookies so someone who's starting a practice starting their own practice finding their first clients why is it important for them to build a network to be able to do that it's a great question, Zoe, and I'm so glad that you asked it. Thank you, because I think building a network is one of the most important things that you can do as any business owner, and particularly in something um, like being a bookkeeper or bookkeeping, something that typically might be uh, viewed as a more intra, intra, intra inverted. What am I trying to say? Introverted. Introvert. <laughs> right, I'm doing two words at once and I've mashed it right up. You can tell that I speak for a living, can't you? There we go. Introverts, typically. Um, I think it's really important that you keep putting yourself out there. Um, and I always say, like anything in life, you get out what you put in. So the more that you put in to building your network, the more that you get out. So say you turn up to a networking event and that could be on Zoom or it could be um, a coffee morning or a network or a more formal thing, whatever it is that you go to. Don't just turn up the once and say, thank you very much, that's really good, bye. You know, you will get out what you put in. It's the same if you go to a gym class and you're just like being half-hearted doing your moves. You're just not going to get anything out of it. So make sure that you put in those follow-up calls. Um, make sure that you, even if it's just a message, you just ping them a message and you connect and you say, oh, I really liked, I really liked the cup of your jib. I really liked what you had to say today. That was great. If you haven't got time for a follow-up meeting, that doesn't matter. It's just about building those connections because it's by building those connections that you're building a really important network that you can draw on for a start. There are times as you're building your business, you'll find, oh, you, there are people that you need to talk to and that you're on the same page as, but also that they can refer back to you. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? If you ask people why they join a network, initially it might be because they think, well, I need business, but actually it goes on and it becomes about building a network to get that support and then it can go on actually it can be more of a marketing thing as well I've got lots of notes here because I've got so much that I want to say um but it's also about like people having your back and connecting with like-minded people who who know you get you love you so for example freelance mum I'm just using this as an example because clearly it's a subject that's closest to my heart but you know you can go to the mothership and you're in a safe space as you are guys in your book your your Facebook group as well and instantly people get you you've got common ground um you've that common ground is your freelance mums and you're all coming in on that same page and people aren't going to think any the more or less than you if you say my child's sick and I've got a deadline and I'm totally torn they get that. But you might want something that's a bit more business focused. You might think, OK, actually, I don't want to be talking about the freelance mum life. I'm going, going to somewhere that's completely different. Um, so go to somewhere in which case where you think I identify with these people. I like the cut of their jib. I'm going to I'm going to hang out with this crowd. But with all of these things, 
you I'm just going to repeat myself you will get out what you put in so keep building those connections put in those follow-up calls pop those messages in it's about getting to know people don't be that person that metaphorically speaking turns up to a networking event gives out their card basically spams everyone and never goes back again don't be that person that's that I've been to so many networking groups and I've seen that so many times um so how you mentioned like connecting with like-minded people how do you identify the right groups for you oh that's a really good question um I think try like at the moment, there's obviously lots of online communities and then lots of online communities and that will be supplemented by an offline community as well. Lots of places often offer, you know, one one month, one week for free. So go to as many as possible um, and try them out. See what you think. You might be someone who actually suits a far more formal BNI type thing, which is Business Networks International. I always sort of liken them to um, a bit like Weight Watchers of the business world in that it's a bit like at the end of the meeting, um, you have to refer. I think it's make two referrals every week. It's a bit like that's the way in part and you have to do it. But it's proven and it works. You might be the sort of person you like likes that regiment and you like that routine and that completely appeals to you. Then go to that or, or you might be someone who that totally turns you off. That's your idea of hell. And you just want a bit more fluidity. Then go to something that might be a more relaxed coffee morning or something like that. Zoom might suit you. You might be someone who's really time poor and the idea of adding an extra half an hour travel time is just not possible at this point in your life. So then suss out what's available online for you. And um, places like Eventbrite are really good at seeing what's in your local area. And of course, these days we're just not, you know, restricted in the same way by geography. So just suss, suss things out. Most good networks will offer you some kind of place to check so you can get a, a feel of what works for you. I, so it's so interesting because actually my mum was an assistant director of three counties for BNI. Wow. Mm. So I've been brought up in a network referral marketing madness, like like culture. my mum. Yes, yeah. it's the culture. We cannot have a dinner without <laughs> referrals happening at the dinner table. <laughs> I cannot say that I've got a leak in my bathroom without getting three phone numbers. So no, but it's really funny. But what was great was my mum had five children and she wow. was a photographer and what happened was she went along to a network BNI networking event and as a photographer as you know one of the members and she built a great network and she's just had the gift of the gab and really and actually referral referral networking just marketing came so naturally to her um, and she absolutely loved it. And she found her tribe. And for her, she loved the, reg uh, the regime, the, the, the structure. And she loved, um, she loved helping other people out and getting them business. So lots of people go into that kind of environment and think, and she's always give us gain. Yes. And that is, you know, she's like, if I can give them work, then down the line, they'll give me something. And it totally worked for her. So I think, um, networking can take on all different forms and I was I, for me it was too too strict but I still I still benefited because my mum was in it so I still benefited um but I think it's you have got to find exactly that I love hanging out in our six-figure bookkeepers club and our success lounge with our bookkeepers because they're my type of people and I can drop in and come out and I know there's so much great advice in there and I feel like I'm at home and I think that's what you need to do you need to find a place where you can be you 
and just ask the questions you need to ask and be honest and not feel bad about being honest. And you're com- and you're completely right there, Joe. And it's interesting when you talk as well about BNI, which sort of refers back to the question you were asking Zoe about finding somewhere. That reminds me that BNI, for example, unless their model has changed, they will only let one person of each discipline in. So they wouldn't let two bookkeepers into their chapter. You'd have to join another chapter. So that's something else to look at when you're joining a, a fold or whatever network group you're setting up for. You might think, oh, actually, they only let one person of each discipline in. And I am a photographer and there's already a photographer. But somewhere like the mothership, for example, we would have more than one photographer and more than one graphic designer. But actually, the benefits of that in this instance is that people can help support each other, bounce ideas off each other, refer work to each other if their work capacity is too much. There's, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. But it's another consideration, I think, to bear in mind when you're looking to establish a network, a group to hang out with. What about Faye? Because Jo just mentioned that her mum has got the gift of the gab. And I think that a lot of our bookkeepers won't be able to relate to that. And I, I definitely think when I came to the first networking group, I you, uh, I quickly said hello to you. I can remember it really well because it was like a, a sort of turning point for me. And I can, I can just picture it. And we were in a different venue than you ever had again. And uh, you introduced me to Jenna and Lucy. And I had a chat with both of them. And they were really, really lovely. And I'm still connected with them now. So they really sort of helped me settle into the group and sort of show me how it worked and like introduce themselves and helped me feel like I could introduce myself. What if you go to that situation and you are like terrified because I and Joe's told a story before in our six month success program about um, being absolutely terrified about going into pitch and sitting in the car sort of shaking. If you're going in, you're in that situation, you're like, I don't know what to talk about. I hate networking. Um, I know I don't want to talk about nappies, but I don't know what I want to talk about. What are the what starting points can people use? What can they talk about first? Why, uh, my advice would be before you go in, um, why don't you have a few topics that you can gently sketch out that you know are your go-tos so that you don't feel like, oh, dear God, no one come and talk to me. And the only thing, the only subject matter that you've got is, hi, I, I'm Joe and I'm a bookkeeper. Uh, and don't ask me anything else, actually, because I really don't want to, you know, why don't you... Um, gently go through some fairly generic topics you don't want to be going in with oh what's Boris up to now um you know have a look we used to um I used to work in broadcasting I used to work at BBC Radio Bristol so you'd always be looking through the papers go through a few topical conversations that you can just that you can talk about M- might just even be something like a simple like oh you know have you traveled far that gets your conversation going doesn't it if conversation's going a bit further you could say something quite simple like oh are you what you're you watching anything interesting on Netflix you'll you'll know the right sort of question in the right sort of occasion but have a few subject matters that you know right I've got that I've got that subject matter tucked up my sleeve that I can pull I can pull on if need be um and you know obviously if you're going to a BNI and i night type thing you might not want to start with oh you're watching anything interesting on netflix at the moment that might not be the right line for you um but you could start with an interesting business story oh have you seen such and such is in the news at the moment and i always go for fairly generic but friendly topical conversations like oh hi have you traveled far oh what's the traffic like at the moment oh gosh yeah i all i always I'm naturally a chatty person and I'm the sort of person who sees someone and I'm, I normally give them a compliment because I genuinely do not because I'm trying to make conversation, but because I'm like, Oh wow, I really like that. And it's just conversation to get you started and it inst- show an interest in people, be interested and ask 
questions. It's there's it's the old rule, isn't it, about like it's ask and talk. Um, make sure that you're listening for 80% and talking for 20. Make sure that you know, practice your listening face, ask good questions, um, and don't worry about being nervous. And if you are nervous, do you know what? Be honest, say, Oh gosh, I'm really nervous. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. Would you mind holding my hand, please? Because people, I think, are really understanding about that. I think when you make yourself a little bit vulnerable like that as well, people are like naturally warm to you and it can just be a real, uh, like a really good way to connect with people. So um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. What do you think about like one minute pitches? Do you think like, I suppose you could do some prep work, couldn't you, before you go, like what's actually gonna happen? You could ask the organizer. Um, Have you got any tips on preparing that kind of pitch if you find yourself in that awful situation? Yeah, there's something about one minute pitches, isn't there, that I think brings us all out in hives. And I do speak for a living and I don't, it doesn't even make me feel super duper ace about it. Practice, really. Um, you're not, unless you're going to some kind of occasion where actually you're going to get marked on your pitch. Um, I wouldn't say that, you, you know, you need to over rehearse or you need to think about it too much. A good way to start a pitch um, is to ask a question. Um, so it depends on, you know, have you ever been in a situation where you're you've got a deadline to meet and you're really up against it you know ask a question like that that's a nice way to begin a pitch so and tell a really short story that's where someone like I will come in because I'm exactly the sort of person who can help clean your carpet or whatever whatever it is that you're doing just tell a nice story in your 60 seconds do practice it do practice it um if you're ever someone who's uh, who really likes to be precise and, hey, I'm talking to bookkeepers, so I'd imagine this sort of fact will appeal to you. We generally speak at three words per second. Um, so if you're someone who likes to write things down and prepare, then that's quite a good thing to do and you loosely have in mind. But go for I'd go for more like a, a storytelling approach, something quite relaxed. Some people like to go in with um, sharing three tips. Don't forget, a minute is only a minute, and it's amazing how much you can pack in. So leave people with some nuggets. That's what I'd say. And, oh, there we are. Wrap up by saying your name again. So wrap up with a, and that's it. And I'm Faye Dicker, and thanks ever so much for listening. Such a good tip. Such a good tip because people always forget, you know, like you've said your name at the beginning, and I'm always like, then I, so what happens is you hear their name, but you don't listen to it then you hear what they've got to say and then you realise, oh, I'm interested in them. What was their name again? <laughs> so that's a really good point. Also, uh, the tip I've learned from my mum is you must ask what people could do in the room to help you out. So at the moment, I'm, you know, at the moment I would say I'm looking for salon owners that are struggling with their business finances and really need that clarity. If you know anyone, they'd be perfect. My name's Joe Wood. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's it. Uh, also, something else that I did. So as I say, I've been my mum has had me doing telesales since I was about 12 years old. And like, just push me, push me, push me out my comfort zone constantly, which serves a purpose. But it doesn't mean I still don't get nervous. But she I just know that she's going to make me do it anyway. So I might as well just get over myself and just do it. But she would used to phone me up and say, Oh, someone's um, not able to make this group. Can you be a sub or something. So I'd be there at like, I don't know, because I, like I say, I was 21 when I had my son, 22. And I'd be there in my early 20s, driving to a venue, not slept much because of the baby and thinking, oh, but I have got business to run because I started my business as soon as he was born. And um, thinking, right, and I would just repeat it over and over again in my head. I would just be in the car saying, hi, and for me, that helped me, that repetition, because it was like a script then, like B 
being in a drama play or something. And actually, and I seem to just zone out. When I get nervous, I just zone out. And at the end, I'm like, oh, I've done it. Okay, sit down. And what happened? I must have said it all right. But the one thing I liked was to be, to take the focus away from me and from people looking at me. I used to take, and this is back in the day, we don't do it so much now, but you might still be one of those bookkeepers that helps people with their physical paperwork. Now what I would do is I, I, I used to tip out a shoebox full of receipts at the table and say, is this what your business finances look like? You know, I can help you sort it out. Now I'd get an app as well and say, like, we could take photos of these and you could get rid of the get rid of the receipts. But, you know, be a bit more. It takes it away from you then. And you've got a purpose. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a bit like acting at the beginning until you get used to it. And then when they do become your network and you they become your friends, you realize they're not they're not judging you. They're not scoring you out of ten. They just really want to know what it is you do. Yeah, it's it, I like that. It's a bit of it. Is it fake it till you make it, isn't it? And people and you have to remember it's a bit like going to a job interview. Anyone who's interviewing you, if they're a half decent person, they just want to get the best out of you. And so remember that's a two way process. So like you say, Joe, if you're going and you're doing your your elevator pitch and you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, a bit of sick just came up into my mouth. Um actually those people are there to support you. Um and it's a great tip as well. Just describe the ideal um client. So just so people are like oh, I still don't think I understand a word of what that person just said. Because you can get some really niche things. Just say, well actually um I, what I'm really after right now is for a busy mum running her own business who desperately wants to connect with like-minded people. So if you know anyone like that, please refer to me. That's it. I'm Faye Deco and I'm from Freelance Mum. Bosh. I love the idea of having a, um, like making that impact as well. Like, like yeah. what you've just said and, and, you know, and also like how to connect afterwards, like come and see me. If you, you know, if you are that person or you know that person, come and see me and I'll give you a, business card if that's what you really want uh, but I can imagine people like just being a bit shocked at Joe's box of receipts and um being like oh oh yeah I need to it's, it's the impact thing isn't it so be most people aren't going to be paying attention anyway they're worried about their own pitch so if you can do something that really strikes a chord they're going to remember to come and have a chat with you Oh, and um, look, Faye, I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us. It's been so helpful. I wonder if you want to just remind us about your uh, different freelance mum communities and networks, because I think, you know, you're all over the place now. And I think it'd be really nice if there are um, some mums or dads in the area who would like to get involved in that kind of networking group to know where they can connect with you. Yay, that'd be great. Thank you so much, Zoe. Um, well, Freelance Mum, You first of all, everyone can come along and join the Mothership. So just check out in Facebook, Freelance Mum, the Mothership. You can come and try that for free for 30 days. We've got hubs at the moment in a lot in Hampshire. Um, so come and join in Hampshire. Or if you would like to start up your own network and your own hub, just get in contact with me. But at the moment, we've got um, hubs in Winchester and Southampton and another one launching in Hampshire. We've got one launching in Devon in September, one in Bristol and one in Portishead. So they're popping up everywhere, which is really, really lovely to see. But quite seriously, if you'd like to host a hub, that's the other thing. And I'm not just saying this from a freelance mum point of view, but from a networking view point of view in general, you get to be the centre of your own excellence. So by attending a regular networking event, you are the centre of your own excellence. In people's minds, you are the go-to. So if you host a hub as a bookkeeper, 
who are they going to go to when they go to a network and they need a bookkeeper or they hear of someone else who needs a bookkeeper? It's going to be you, isn't it? So by hosting up these events, you become the center of your own excellence and you're just naturally and quite effortlessly in a really lovely way, building your own network and generating more referrals. Amazing. Someone's just posted to say, is there one in Scotland at the moment? No, but I don't know who's posted it, but you might be starting the new network in Scotland. Please do. And funnily enough, I had an inquiry yesterday from someone who is pregnant and a Pilates teacher, I believe, and wants to start a hub as well. So please do talk to me. I appreciate that Scotland is quite a big country and we might need more than one hub <laughs> or a very long walk. <laughs> <laughs> Faye, um, oh, well, it's Karen. Karen, you're going to be running the new, the best, oh, the walk around where Karen lives. This is going to be an amazing network. So uh, let's, I'll go for that one. Um, Faye, how can people connect with you? You're on social media and your website. Can you just remind us of what those are, please? Yes, of course. Um, Freelancemum.co.uk is the website. Um, and if you want to join the mothership, it's just pop into Facebook, Freelance Mum Mothership. You can find me on Insta as Freelance Mum, Twitter as Freelance Mum. And if you're after the Dicker Dulcets and a voiceover, just check out Faye Dicker. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been absolutely lovely to have a chat. Uh, for anyone who is uh, with us watching this live, we've got another podcast at one o'clock. We're going to be talking about something quite different. We're on. Uh, we're going to be talking payroll later on. But uh, for now, I'm just going to wrap up here. Thank you so much, Faye. It's been amazing. Look My forward to speaking pleasure. to you soon. Thank take you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club? Or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.